As a quick disclosure, this episode will deal with some frank sexual topics, so best not to listen in mixed company. Also, even though we'll name some specific devices in this episode, I have no financial ties or disclosures to make. It's very frustrating for couples or for single women who want to conceive and can't for a variety of reasons. So historically, intrauterine insemination or IUI, for those who qualify, is is a great option before going to more expensive and involved procedures like in vitro fertilization, IVF, or the most complicated, the end of the road, which is ICSI, intracytoplasmic sperm injection. But nonetheless, going through IUI is pretty stressful. I can't believe I didn't get a pedicure for this. How embarrassing. Look at that. If I were the real guy doing this, I would have gotten a pedicure. And a wax. Oh, that one's worse. Sorry, I didn't get a pedicure. What? Uh, my toes. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at your toes, I'm looking at your cervix. Right. Now I kind of wish you were looking at my toes. Well done. That's it? We'll uh, elevate your legs for 10 minutes and you'll be good to go. This is the first time I hear that ticking clock sound and I'm not freaking out. Good. Just relax. I can't. I'm totally freaking out. Come on. Everything's going to be great. I have a feeling that you and um, CRM1014 are going to make beautiful babies together. For those with unexplained infertility or just want to donor insemination, IUI has a place. It definitely has a role for those specific situations, but it's costly. And yes, it's kind of inconvenient and a little embarrassing for our poor patients who have to be in that predicament. But now, (laughs) in the world of DIY, yes, now you can do your at-home inseminations. Yep. Just 24 hours ago, the FDA cleared an intravaginal insemination kit. We're going to talk about it because this is raising a lot of questions and there's a lot of confusion already out there. And believe it or not, this whole podcast idea was was triggered because I received a Facebook message from someone who is not one of our podcast family members. I know because I asked. This is somebody who just wanted general information. And I, I guess they... I don't know, had a friendly face. I don't know. I don't know this person and they're not an established patient. All right. Said, hey, um, I, I, I saw your page. What do you think about the at home vaginal test? So, of course, my first response is, I- I'm sorry, who is this? <laughs> uh, are you one of our podcast family members? And then, of course, the answer I got back was, wait, you have a podcast? I was like, oh, my God, tap out. I tapped out. I'm like, white flag, white flag. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I-, I don't want to give general information uh, or establish something that's going to be considered a patient uh, provider relationship. I- I- I'm sorry. I This is not what this page is for. This page is for a podcast community where we exchange ideas and common questions. Um, but here's some FT. FDA information. So I pointed her in that direction. Okay. So, and I never heard back. So whether she's either blessing me for giving me more information or she's cussing me out because I kind of ignored her, but I'm not giving her personal info. I don't know who that is. And I'm not giving her personal advice. So anyway, I did what I'm supposed to do. I gave my disclosure. Hey, I I, I don't know you. Uh, Well, I know that this product is now FDA cleared. Here's the info. And then I thought, 
man, we've got to talk about this because this just came hot off the press. Remember, it's our commitment to you guys to do stuff fresh out of the literature and fresh onto the market because your patients may ask you about this. Yes, FDA cleared this on December the 6th. Now, did you notice that word? Cleared. That is not the same thing as FDA approved. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what, why this is a great idea in some arenas and why it will not work and why it's not intended for other arenas. Because like everything else, a great idea has some potential to be used out of context and we don't want that. So we're going to talk about the pros and not the cons because there really isn't a con, but the not so pros um, about this idea. Yep, there is now a DIY vaginal insemination and it does not even include or need a turkey baster. We're going to talk about that coming up. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves really fast. This is Clinical Pearls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Yep, all of this happened on December the 6th, 2023. And here's what's interesting about all of this. Because if you read the the headlines from most of these medical sites uh, and business wire updates for investors, the title says FDA clears first at-home kit for artificial insemination. Okay, yes, that's true. It's an insemination. It is putting something inside something else. Um, not an intrauterine insemination. In this case, it's IVI, intravaginal insemination. Insemination, literally putting sperm inside something else. Uh, in this case, the, the top of the vagina. However, this is not the first FDA-cleared tool slash device to help couples get pregnant because earlier on in this year, over the summer, actually in June of 2023, the FDA cleared a little cup called the cervical um, uh, fertility cup that called Fertil Lily, get it? Fertil-Lily, like fertility. Uh, and it's a little uh, cup that goes onto the cervix. So it is the antithesis for the cervical cup or a diaphragm, right? So this is something that uh, those things are, are for contraception. This puts sperm right into the cup and then places it with a little uh, uh, with a little retractable uh, stick, a stem. Uh, you can put it up into the cervix and then out. Now, that's a little bit more difficult because you got to make sure it's around the cervix, I guess. This is just kind of placing the sample deep into the vagina. 
But you see how even that headline is a little confusing because, uh, I mean, I'm looking at one right now out of MedPage where it says FDA clears first at-home kit for artificial insemination. Yes, but it's not the first device. So once again, uh, and again, I have no personal ties. I don't get any uh, financial kickbacks for saying any of these products. I'm just letting you know what's out there. But there is actually a cup already that was FDA approved just months ago for similar reasons, okay? But this is getting pressed because it is the first to be an insemination device into the vagina. So we should celebrate anything that increases access to women's health, including fertility, because we all know that a lot of health insurances don't cover infertility management. It may cover infertility testing, if that, but not necessarily management. Like, hey, we can tell you what's wrong, but I'm I'm not paying for any of that. And, And I get that. I mean... I wish they did, but paying for something like in vitro, I mean, maybe some insurance companies, you know, can't allow that. I I don't know. I mean, it's thousands of dollars for something otherwise, you know, quote, unquote, elective. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just just putting it out there. It's a fact. Okay. so anything that gives uh, people access to improve their chances of of conception, not necessarily natural, but uh, not so much, you know, not natural, like you have to go to a physician, then I welcome that. And we should celebrate that. The catch becomes when this gets taken out of context and used in the wrong setting. And so I'm going to explain this for a minute. So we're going to talk about all of this um, and let you know what what the original wording was, why the FDA cleared it and what that even means, because this is not FDA approved, guys. It is cleared. And that's a very different process. And that gets lost in a lot of the information. So if patients ask you about this, you got to tell them, look, here's what cleared means. And here's the perfect situation for when this device can be considered. Uh, and here's where it would likely not work. Okay. So we got to set the state straight. So, but but to, if you're asking me, do I believe that this is a good idea? Absolutely. If the patients understand its limitations. Okay. So... Yep, this is a brand new thing. I mean, look, now you can check for your, at home, you can check for, uh, you know, your gonorrhea and chlamydia with your self swabs. Great. I'm all for, for that. I mean, there, there's already cleared a new uh, study where patients can self check for HPV. Fantastic. Um, and or even what's in development is now checking menstrual blood for HPV. Now you can stay at home and do your own insemination. Um, I mean, my goodness, I, I need a job. I need, I need something to do. <laughs> give, give me something for heaven's sakes. I mean, birth control pill. And, and, and you know this, I've talked about this many times. I'm a big proponent for increased access to contraception. So the O pill, now that that's going over the counter, uh, as a progestin only pill in 2024, I celebrate that. Um, man. So, you know, am I going to be taken out of the picture because everything is OTC? No, we still have a role as as gynecological specialists, surgical specialists in the pelvis and for women's healthcare providers and obstetrical care. So everybody relax, okay? Because I actually had a very informal uh, call with another buddy uh, who's a a big infertility guy out out of Houston. And he's like, well, can you believe it? Well, there goes all our IUIs. No, Matt, what are you talking about? There's IUIs and then there's IVIs. And then after his kind of calmed down in his voice, he's like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. See, he hadn't even processed that. He was just like, oh my gosh, well, who am I going to see now? I mean, everything's going to be done at home. 
not realizing, of course, that these are completely different patient populations. So now that we've kind of set the stage there, and we may have jumped around a little bit as we kind of lay down our, our groundwork, let's get into this data a little bit more thoroughly so we can figure out exactly what this is and what it isn't. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, podcast family. So first off, we got to explain what FDA cleared means versus FDA approved. Now, as all disclosure, because I will, we always try to be open with all of our info in the past, we had served on several uh, consultancies and several FDA trials. Some of that was for a past sterilization device. We did a lot of work with endometrial ablation devices. And so we're very aware of the FDA approval process. And we've talked about this, that there's a phase one, which is typically preclinical or proof of concept, phase two, which is uh, efficacy and overall safety. Phase three is called the pivotal trial. That's the one that's actually uh, used for uh, for FDA approval, and then there's a phase four, or otherwise known as post-market surveillance, right? So those are the stages of the FDA approval. Clearance is totally different, right? That goes through what's called a 510K process. And it's, it's not as rigorous as an approval. It has to show that what you are putting forward in, with an intent to bring to market, to sell, um, that it is comparable to a predicate device. Predicate means pre-existing, already in use, and that it's at least equal to, ideally better, but you know we're shooting for equal to, uh, and without with absence of harm. Okay, those, those are the things. It has to be equal to, has to have absence of harm, and then three, has to be easily used or uh, uh, easily interpretable by a general population if it's going to go over the counter. Okay, and so this new insemination in intravaginal insemination kit, which we're going to get into a minute, is over the counter, right? Obviously, so this is at home; doesn't require prescription. And so they, the, the makers of this, which comes from my home state, guys, that comes from Texas. It's an Austin-based uh, company, uh, and and they put this together, petitioned the FDA. They did a a a self-selected study. I'm going to show you that in a minute, and the FDA said. Yeah, all right, we're going to clear it because it has shown that it has, quote, substantial equivalency, okay, substantial equivalency for predicate devices. Now, the predicate device isn't another intravaginal kit because we don't really have that. It was comparable to the IUI, okay? So once again, this is not necessarily an efficacy trial, okay? We don't know its percent of successes with conceptions. That's not its goal. It was... Is this comparable to a pre-existing thing already being used by clinicians or by healthcare? Uh, and is it, uh, is it, uh, does it have harm or absence of harm? And are people able to interpret its instructions easily? That's what got this FDA clearance, right? So just to be very clear, there's some things that are FDA cleared and some things that are FDA approved. And so this is not an FDA approval. This was considered a class two, which is moderate risk. It's just the way it is because you're putting something into the vagina, right? So this is called a class two device. Class three devices 
are typically your medical devices. So if you're doing a Novasure, for example, uh, that required a, a class three clearance that has to go through formal FDA approval. Class two uh, things just need clearance. And then class one are very low risk. Those things don't need uh, FDA oversight or approval. All right. So that's what these classes are. Class one is, hey, FDA says, hey, I'm not messing with that. That's nothing. That's child's play. You're, you're on your own. Just don't make any weird claims. Two is, yeah, let's, let's make sure at least this is uh, comparable to pre-existing devices. That's a 510K system. And then the class three is FDA approval required. All right. So that's what we're talking about. This was not approved. This was cleared. So remember, the FDA's statement is that this new at-home intravaginal insemination was, quote, substantially equivalent, end quote, to the predecessor device, which was intrauterine insemination. So a little bit different because there's no real comparable over-the-counter intravaginal device. So they had to go to the benchmark of insemination. That's IUI. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, all right? But this Austin-based company, this device is called Mosey Baby Kit, M-O-S-I-E, Mosey Baby Kit is actually designed to be used either with fresh sperm or if you can get somehow cryogenetically frozen sperm uh, and then you put it into this little container, the little syringe that it comes with. It comes with two syringes as well as two little collection cups. If you've got a donor willing to help um, that holds the sperm and and both of these two syringes, of course, are single use. All right. Now, these are not sterile because these do not have to be sterile because they're just going into the vagina. And let's be very frank here. Uh, we're having an open discussion. Uh, things get put into the vagina that aren't sterile. All right. You know what I mean? So it's all right. Relax. You can do that. It doesn't have to be sterile. It has to be sterile if you are putting something into the uterus to try to prevent seeding and upper tract infection. All right. So this little kit comes with two syringes, two collection cups for holding the sperm. And of course, it comes with very clear instructions, which was part of the FDA clearance. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. What the FDA reviewed was called a self-selection study. And this is where users were asked to see if they could uh, determine how to use the product, if they were able to use it well, and if they were able to comply with any stated contraindications, okay? And so because the instructions were pretty easy, they're like, great, they'll do that. Uh, so this was called a human factors validation that showed that, hey, users could use it. The instructions were clear. It's not going to be any danger to anybody. And so they it got FDA clearance. So just to be clear, the manufacturer of this device, which is Mosey Baby, this is who qualifies to use this according to their own press release, all right? This is, it's hoped to be the first-line treatment, quote, for those using donor sperm or surrogates, anyone struggling with intimacy, so I read that to say maybe it's an impotence issue and there's nothing else, no other cause of infertility except uh, potentially an erection issue, I get that, and they go on to say, or anyone struggling with intimacy or couples simply tired of aligning their schedules for timed intercourse, end quote. That last one is I'm kind of pushing it there, I think. <laughs> I mean, no one's that busy, all right? I mean, like, look, honey, I know you're always at work. You're always at work, and I want to have a kid. So just leave it on the counter, and I'll do it myself. I mean, is that what we're talking about here? Is that what we become? I mean, are we that busy? Are we really two ships in the night that we never see each other and... This is an issue? Maybe. I mean, maybe that's the thing. But this is, again, this is the manufacturer's press release. Quote, Mosey Baby helps to be first-line treatment 
For those using donor sperm or surrogates, anyone struggling with intimacy, or couples simply tired of aligning their schedules for time dinner course, end quote. So we have to be very clear here. Intravaginal insemination, IVI, is, I think it's wonderful, again, for somebody who has impotence and they're like, man, does it feel terrible? And we have to pay for IUI and it's like $1,000 per cycle. Plus you got to time it with ovulation. Uh, you got to force ovulation. Well, once you see it on ultrasound, you see a graphene follicle, you got to give profosy as HCG to mimic the LH surge. And it's costly and it's anxiety provoking. So for something like this, where struggles, couples struggling with intimacy, I like that. Maybe this is a same sex couple issue with two female couples. They you get a donor or a surrogate and like try this insemination. I get that. So that makes sense. Okay. However, here's what this is not. IVI is not IUI, intrauterine insemination with washed semen as a pellet concentrate for established treatment according to ASRM of unexplained infertility with or without ovulation induction. That is how you bypass a, a faulty cervix, either cervical stenosis, uh, potentially a, a, a faulty cervical mucus issue. Um, there's this debate whether there's cervical antibodies to sperm, you know, all of this issue. Um, you bypass all that by an intrauterine insemination. You just go past the door. You force the door open. So unexplained infertility with or without uh, superovulation and IUI, that's how those things are, are joined. This is not the same thing. So to be clear, this new device, this um, Mosey baby, is for couples who don't have established infertility. They definitely don't have unexplained infertility because this will not work. So if, if a couple goes in for eval, sperm is okay, they're ovulating, HSG shows, tubes seem to be open, they're having sex in the fertile period and nothing is happening, uh, putting semen into the posterior vagina, like with this device, which mimics the exact same thing as vaginal sex, is not going to work. You need intrauterine insemination to bypass the cervix because remember that even though we don't really know what makes up unexplained infertility, the two thoughts are it's something with the cervix or potentially something at the molecular level that as of right now, we just can't test for, all right? So remember that unexplained infertility, the treatment is still IUI with or without ovulation uh, induction like clomid or letrozole. Uh, with forced ovulation with an, uh, with a LH uh, surrogate like Profasi, uh, HCG. So if that's the case, if your patient has unexplained infertility, IUI is needed, not IVI. So you see the difference. And that's my concern here is that patients are going to uh, misread this indication uh, and go, man, IUI is like $1,000 and it's a lot of work. I got to go in, check for ultrasounds or do an LH surge and then measure the follicle and get profosy and then get those semen wash and all that. And it's like $1,000. Um, whereas this kit, man, it's like $129.99. I mean, it's like hundred, just under 130 bucks. I'd rather do that. It's, it's much cheaper, right? But it's got to know its place. So to be very clear, this is for those who uh, have a very niche reason to use intravaginal insemination. This is not a treatment for established infertility, especially unexplained infertility where cervical factor may be an issue. Now, I want to be very clear. I am in favor of this. Again, I think in the appropriate context, anything that increases fertility care 
it is a win. I'm like, hey, knock yourself out. This is awesome. But uh, I want to read a quote from Maureen Brown, who's the the co-founder of this. And good for for her. I mean, what a trailblazer. I'm 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 always uh, amazed and admire people who can get something to market because man, that takes fortitude. Man, that takes guts. It takes a long. It's a long road. I don't know if you all know this, but not long ago, I think it was 2020, the FDA sent out a warning letter to some kind of weird stuff that was out there. Look, this is not the first time that intravaginal uh, insemination kits have been out. There have been stuff over the counter uh, all through you know, online stores for a while. But the FDA said, hey, man, you all are offering some things for people that were meant for, like, for animals uh, and have no kind of clearance. So we're going to put the kibosh on that. So you all need to go through FDA clearance. That's where all this comes from, right? There was recently a recall of some products that were like, "Ooh, man, that's you can't be using that thing. That's, that things are like that's like for a for a cat." I don't know. I'm just trying to say they they weren't really for human use, but people bought them. So this thing getting true FDA clearance, just like the little cervical cup was the fertility, that that's helpful in the right context, right? But here's a quote from Maureen Brown, who's co-founder and CEO of Mosey Baby. And and here's where I think I get the heart of it. I really do. But wait a minute, man. We, we got to explain this because she says, quote, um, one in six individuals experience infertility. OK, the FDA clearance of Mosey baby kit provides a valuable option for this population to perform intravaginal insemination within the comfort of their home. End quote. Now, wait a minute here. See, now you're blurring the line here because this is not a treatment for infertility. If you have infertility, by definition, is you're having home sex and it's not working. Hence the infertility diagnosis. Hello. So uh, I just don't be don't push stuff. I, I mean, and infertility is broad because she didn't say unexplained. Do you see that? She didn't say unexplained infertility or cervical factor infertility or tubal factor. It's just infertility is a broader sense of difficulty with conception. Well, as a single woman. Uh, who doesn't have a partner and wants to get pregnant and is having difficulty conceiving. Does she have infertility? Do you see what I mean? So you got to be very clear here when, uh, how, what, what you're marketing before you know they get some FDA trouble. So just be very clear. As of right now, this is an at-home kit. It's a DIY. If you, At some point, you're going to need a professional uh, to do a thorough evaluation. Okay, so if a per and that's the catch here, if you're having penile vaginal sex and impotence is not an issue and he can put that stuff right there deep into the vagina, then this how's that going to be any different than this product? Do you see what I mean? So it's a very niche group and, and I don't want this to be taken out of context. Hey, I'm proud of our state for for launching this thing. I'm proud of that. This is Texas-based. Uh, it's out of the uh, home city of where I went to college because I went to University of Texas. So um, that's a win for us. I mean, I think that's great. And kudos to Mosey Baby for doing this. I, I just want to be very clear. I think this is great. It's a great move forward. It's very innovative, which Austin obviously is known for. So I'm in if it's used appropriately. So it's interesting, right? All these new at-home developments from STI testing kits that just came out. Remember, we have an episode on that. Did I do an episode on that? Yes, I did an episode on that. And so it's just, it's incredible how how so many things are changing for increased 
access to care. That's really what it's about. For people who can't, maybe they can't afford to go get an infertility eval, then try something, especially in the cases of male impotence, um, or obviously if it's female, female, same-sex couple, uh, and, and they don't want to go uh, to, to an office for, for donor insemination. So you see how there's always, there's always a place uh, and a special niche for this kind of offering. So there you go, podcast family, the Mosey Baby Kit. Just fresh off the press, fresh off the news. And remember, that's what we're here to do, to keep you up to date on all the things that's coming out because medicine moves real fast. All right, let's bring this to a close. All right, podcast family, I hope you found that interesting. I When I saw that news come out, I'm like, oh man, that's really something, and I never thought about doing an, an actual episode on it, uh, but you see how things unfold. Uh, uh, and a quick note, of course, I, I received a, a wonderful message from somebody who passed their boards and, and, and credited the, the podcast as, as a great educational tool. Man, that just made me, I was going nuts and off in the office. Uh, it felt like everybody, everybody was calling me at the same time. I got somebody to check out. I got a patient issue. Something was going on with the Wi-Fi, yada, yada. And so I got that little ping and I'm like, what is going on? And I checked it. Man, it just made me stop. I took a breath and I'm like, man, it, it, it just made me feel so good. So congrats to that podcast family member uh, for your FACOG designation. Fantastic. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you also know that sometimes we do just some silly stuff. And it's 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 weird, man. I, I get some stuff online like, that's not very professional of you. Is that weird or what? Man, listen, with all the seriousness and just that's out there, can't you just learn to laugh? Just never take yourself that seriously. There's a time and place for everything. Now in the room, I'm very professional. I've got a job to do. They're there for to, um, to I'm there to provide a service to them. They're there to receive a service for me. But otherwise, man, just laugh at life, man. It goes by so fast. Enjoy the ride. All right, podcast family, we're thankful for you. We're glad you're part of our podcast community. We'll see you on another episode of Clinical Pearls.